Hello, magic seekers. You are listening to the Little Scraps of Magic podcast, where you're invited to journey to the depths of your soul in search of pleasure, peace, truth, and grit. Here, you'll go within as you listen to conversations, meditations, and life lessons that will guide you back to your power, help you regulate your nervous system, and remind you that magic is real. I'm your host, Steph Traska, a life and embodiment coach, energy worker, mom of two crazy little boys, and at my core, a wild earth goddess. Whether you're in an energetic space of power and joy, or you're feeling shattered and stuck, it's my mission to nourish you back to your divine wholeness so that you step into your day and life with deep trust and an open heart. Now take a cleansing breath and open yourself up to receive today's little scrap of magic. Anything you want to do. Hello, loves, and welcome back to another episode of the Little Scraps of Magic podcast. I am so delighted to have one of my very dearest friends with me here today, Liz Swenson. She is an author and illustrator of two survival guides for parents. You Got This Mama, From Boobs to Blowouts, A Survival Guide for New Mothers, and her newest book, Raising Tiny Humans, From Potty Training to Prejudice, a survival guide for the wild toddler years, which is coming out in the spring of 2024. Liz is a mom to three small children and is inspired by making the world more loving, beautiful, and inclusive. Her books are helpful, humorous, and endlessly supportive, much like she is as a human being. (laughs) So we are going to talk today about how and when inspiration strikes among some other little scraps of magic, because that's what we do here on the podcast. So you can expect the usual lovely flowing conversation. Um, Before I invite Liz to speak and share her knowledge and her wisdom and just her beautiful energy with us, I wanted to share about how she and I met. And it's actually through her first book, You Got This Mama, I guess really through Instagram. At the time that Liz was putting her first book out, my business and my account were really geared towards Montessori parenting, gentle and respectful parenting, and helping moms just connect to themselves and their village and their community. And so when Liz was looking to get her book out there, she was reaching out to various influencers and people that she thought would be able to connect her book with the right readers and the the right women who needed the wisdom that she had to offer. And so she reached out to me and I was so glad and so lucky to get my hands on her book. And then I decided, hey, why don't we do an Instagram live and we can help promote it a little bit that way. And as soon as Liz and I connected and began to talk, the sparks just flew. We <laughs> we felt that instant bond and connection. <laughs> like we've been friends for ages. Um, so it's really been incredible over the last couple of years, few years, I suppose, to 
blossom and grow alongside each other. As I mentioned, when we did connect, I was much more in the world of supporting new moms in supporting themselves within their identity and their children. And as you know, now my work is really it's like spread to all women who are seeking to connect with their deeper selves, their intuition, the cyclicality of life and all of that. And I've gotten to watch Liz, too, grow as a teacher and then reaching for so many other things in her life and finding her own magic that exists in her Reiki energy hands. Your magic hands. (laughs) So, Liz, I'd love to just welcome you onto the show. And how is your day going? What's present for you right now? Have a little real talk. Oh, Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you so much. I'm just like stoked every time I get to spend any time with you. So I'm like, yeah, we get to be on a little podcast together and do a little talky talk. Um, So I'm really excited about that. I just drove my parents to the airport. They needed to be dropped off because they're going to visit my brother for Thanksgiving. And yeah, chilling. Went to the grocery store. We're all loaded up. I'm feeling good. Feeling grounded. Feeling very happy. Yeah, not an easy thing to do, feeling grounded when we are amidst the holiday season. So yeah, I'd actually love to ask you that first in respect to grounding and just finding that centered space and that peace even amidst a lot going on. Is there any special way that you do that or that you recommend or suggest for others to be able to do that? So... Uh, I do. I have a bunch. First of all, I did Thanksgiving early. We did on Sunday. So I'm chilling right now. Looking like, we just have the week off. It was perfect. It was a little like, you know, we've been so busy, but probably a lot more frenetic energy like around Sunday. But yeah, I also, you've seen me in the kitchen. I like it. <laughs> yes, Liz does love the kitchen. <laughs> I was very happy. The whole, I like, I looked at my husband at one point. I was like, I really love this. I just enjoy preparing a meal. I love the smells. I love the textures. I love the taste. So yeah, Thanksgiving is a pretty exciting one. So how do I ground myself? I'm on vacation right now as a teacher. So I haven't had to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And on the weekends, I've picked up the habit of just while my kids are watching morning cartoons, I come into my little sacred space that you... I think it was a year ago, encouraged me to make. And I say mantras and I journal and I sometimes I dance. I give myself the mornings like sometimes it ends up being like an hour. (laughs) I just hang out down here on the weekends. And so since I'm on like this extended weekend, I every morning I get in my little place and burn my Palo Santo and breathe deeply and say thank you for what I have and kind of work on the places I know I need to grow. And yeah. That's, I think I'm like extra grounded because I've had extra time to do it right now. So it's been nice. (laughs) I feel like that is such an important thing too, that many, not just moms, but people, right? We really don't always prioritize creating that space and that time for ourselves. And what I'm hearing is the way that you're able to step into your life with such deep presence and gratitude is that you give yourself what you need. Have you always done that? Because, you know, we know to me, obviously, <laughs> our guiding theme is is when and where inspiration strikes and how we're able to really harness that and take advantage of it. And I feel a big part of that is having space and time to yourself to be grounded. And so for your chuckle, I'm assuming maybe this is not in something that's always come naturally to you. No, 
Um, it's really funny because my first rule in my first book, You Got This Mama, is put on your air mask. You have to take care of yourself before you take care of others. And my husband is constantly like, you are the worst. Like, I have been hospitalized on Christmas. Like, I destroy myself to make everyone else happy. And I give and give and give and give. I know it's bad. I know. Um, but, you know, life goes so fast. So I have stuff that happened in my past that beautifully forced me to step into power and confidence in myself and love for myself. And as a result, I ended up marrying the husband of my dreams and creating the family of my dreams in the most, I'm literally looking at like the bluest ocean right now. Like it's, it's a dream. And then the pandemic happened and I had my third baby and I was already kind of like a little lost in motherhood because motherhood is just such a transformational experience. And so I definitely was like losing my feet with that, but wanted more babies. So I had another baby and my daughter came out as transgender and the pandemic happened all literally within a couple of months. And I think that I spent like two solid years really dark, really like just over giving. I, I also got being an author and an illustrator dropped into my life at the exact time. And it like it happened to me like I did not. I mean, I know that I wrote a book and I illustrated a book, but that like happened to me. So all this stuff happened and that's a good thing. And babies are good. Like it was it was just too much. And I totally lost myself for two years. And last year, also very serendipitously, because everything is always just crazy serendipitous. You and I, we ended up having this beautiful conversation and you just randomly mentioned my throat chakra. And I was like, what's a throat chakra? And I was open to healing because I, I knew I needed to heal. And you also recommended creating a space. And so it felt very, very, very important to me to make this space. Like at one point, my husband was like, I don't know if we, and I was like, no, 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 you can't. Like I, I, we have to have it. And I'm so glad because it's a very magical place. And yeah, did I always do this? No, it started last year where I started becoming intentional about loving myself and putting myself first. So this whole year, literally starting January 1, like you and I had the conversation in December and I knew I, I made it a point, like I'm going to make a sacred space. I'm going to learn about chakras. I'm going to do the meditation. I'm going to just do it. I'm going to go with the motions. And then we had our magical experience in Sedona. And that was just like further. And then, yeah, it's just been this really beautiful year of healing, but also realizing that I need to be really intentional about putting myself first. It's not my natural instinct to do that. And it almost is escalating right now where it's like I'm getting better and better and better at putting myself first and prioritizing myself. Like it's like snowballing. I'm about to create a business and do all this amazing stuff. And it's, it's been cool. Yeah, it's been a journey. And it sounds too like the more that you are prioritizing yourself, the more that you're showing up for yourself, the more that you're giving yourself quiet space to unplug, space to explore genres and modalities of healing and just of living that were not always familiar to you, the more that you are able to find inspiration. Would you mm -hmm. say that's true? Oh my God. Yeah, I've had, so the 
the spark to write the first book was very distinct. It's a really distinct feeling. And so now I'm really familiar with it because it's happened so many times. So um, like it literally happened yesterday and I was like, huh? Oh, and like you never know like where they're going to go or what's going to happen with them. But interestingly, when you were talking about us meeting and talking, it kind of feels the same. Like when you have that like with a person where it's just like, ooh, like this feels good and right. Like it's a very distinct feeling. So you just mentioned, right, you have your two books at well, one that's at the time of this recording that's out. You got this mama and your next one, Raising Humans, which comes out in spring of 2024. But before we began recording, you began telling me a story of new inspiration and how that took hold only today or yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's such a distinct feeling. And so when it happens, I'm just like, oh, that's a thing. That's it. So I got to visit one of my loves of my life friends. She had a baby six months ago. And this is the first time I could get up. She lives in L.A. And it's like it's like a two hour drive to get up there. So I finally was like, I've got a break. I'm going to go. And we were sitting around and she had been silently struggling with infertility. I'm having baby after baby and so are our friends. And she never said anything. And it was, I think, two years back. She finally told us and I did my magic hands actually on her. And then those were the eggs that she had her baby. Yeah, I know. She was like... Liz, that was the batch. <laughs> yeah, really cool. Um, yes. So it ended up being six years of infertility. And so it was, I'm just like so excited for her and so excited for this baby. And she did something at the end ap- after five years, kind of like realized that we, we just had this beautiful conversation about, I was like, what changed for you? Because what I saw once you were open about it um, I, I don't know if it has to be true, but I feel like when something really hard or awful happens to you, it can be this like really amazing catalyst for self-love and personal growth. Oh, yeah. And this was that for her. I just watched her come into her power, her strength. I saw her start to love herself. I was like, I know that it was awful and I don't mean to say this, but I'm so proud of you. And it was so beautiful to watch how strong you became as a result of this. And she was like, thank you. And so we just had this really beautiful conversation. She goes, Liz, I want you to do a prequel. And I was like, what do you mean? Like for pregnancy? And she was like, yeah, like infertility, a book for women that are going through infertility. And she was like, but it can't be the same color palette. And we both were like, no black and white with pops of primary colors. And she said it. I got like crazy chills. And then my brain started just going like with like images. And I was like, oh, wow. And I go, that's not my story to tell. I didn't really have, I mean, I had a year and it was, my husband and I still call it like the darkest year of our marriage because you're just miserable. But it wasn't so many women with infertility. It's just like yeah, torture. Like I had one miscarriage and I, I didn't even think I'd recover from that. Like it's just such a deep loss. 
So I was like, I don't know if that's my story to tell. You have this beautiful story to tell. But she was like, no, but if you did it the way your other books are, where it's, you know, there isn't one path, but here's helpful things. Here's information. Here's empathy. And, and I was like, I can do that. It can be really empathetic and I could be loving. And I have a ton of friends that have gone through infertility. It's like, oh my God. So then this morning I woke up and it was like seven in the morning or something like that. And I texted her. I was like, I can't stop thinking about your book idea. Carol, read the text she just sent me. She was like, oh my God, I can't believe you just texted this. We're driving to Palm Springs and I'm in the backseat with Bolt. That's her son name. Because she got electrocuted. She just found out she was pregnant. Like it finally worked. And then she got electrocuted. And so she was like, oh my God. Did I just? Anyway, they named him Bolt. Oh, I love it. Isn't that the best? Um, in the backseat of the bowl, I was thinking about our conversation and started writing an outline. I wrote three sentences for a first chapter and have been in the backseat crying for the last 10 minutes. I really think there's a story here. And I was like, yeah, I feel it. I feel the magic. And it, it's, it's really, it, it feels like joy. It feels like fun. Um, for me, it's, physical my heart starts beating a little faster and it kind of feels that way every time I've I've got a book that I'm pitching right now about a rainbow that hides and a rainbow that doesn't and their friendship and I got crazy sparky sparks when that hit me and I was like oh my gosh so I wrote it and I made it um but yeah so this book Raising Tiny Humans, same thing. I was watching a live with Jennifer Garner and she was discussing dehumanizing language with Dr. Eliza Pressman. And they were talking about how do you talk to your kids about the Holocaust? And they said, you don't. You teach them about dehumanizing language. And I just thought, oh my God, that's so simple. I should know that, but I didn't know that. And I was just like, oh, dude, like parenting gets so complicated so fast. And no one just hands you a guidebook with everything. And I literally was writing a post on Instagram. It was kind of in the moment where there was a rise in Asian hate. And so I was writing a post about that. And as I'm writing, no one hands you a guide. I was like, I want to write that book. I want to go potty training to prejudice, a traditional field guide in the wild. You'll survive if you have this. It was a really insane idea because that is a lot. Yes, it is. <laughs> and especially like with the way I approach books, which is all graphic and illustrated and all that stuff. So I was a little freaked out by these things. <laughs> But it felt so right. And I was so excited. And I just, I literally ran over to my husband and I was like, I know what I'm doing. And he was like, how would you do that? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, but I have to do it. I love that. And it brings me to another question, which is you shared about the different ways that inspiration finds you sometimes through an invitation from somebody else sometimes through just a moment in your own life. And then also when it feels like for you and you become really inspired and you know it's the right thing. But what I'd love to know is, does inspiration, does that jolt sustain you through the term of the creation? Or do you find times when you just become uninspired and you're like, oh, I don't have it in me anymore. And if so, how do you 
support yourself through that? Do you give yourself space to rest? Do you power through? Or do you find that once you are inspired in an area of creation, it it just sticks until the, the thing is done? That one. Love it. Okay. So that yeah. that. Do you feel like <laughs> these creations, is it like a surge? You know, I feel like writers and artists can work in these very different ways. We all do, right? For yeah. some people, it's like this drip and it's slow and you work a little bit and you come back to it and you put it down. And other people, for me, particularly as a manifester in human design, it's that surge and I ride that wave and then it's pretty much complete and it happens a little bit faster, but it's all consuming <laughs> during that time. So I'd love to hear your experience yeah for me just my personality type I will break myself to get something done when I want something accomplished or I can see it like I want it I need it to be complete like I don't feel peaceful or satisfied until it's complete like I've done the thing and then once it's done then I'm like Okay, I did it. But for this book, I gave myself a really insane deadline that I wanted it done before my 40th birthday because I knew that I'd be distracted. It was supposed to be due in April. And my brother's wedding was in March. And I was like, well, it has to be done before my brother's wedding because I will be so distracted. And then I was like, oh, but my 40th birthday, like I want to be relaxed on my 40th birthday. I don't want to be stressing. So then I was like, January 1, I'm going to have it done. January 1. And like the second it hits me, it's like I just get pulled into a vortex and I don't want to come out of the vortex ever. It's really hard with kids because I have to start and stop and it pulls at my soul to not stop. I also like it'll hit and I'm also very visual. I love going to Barnes and Nobles and looking at like magazines and book covers and just getting lots of images in my head of what I want. And then kind of surround myself with like little bits of paper that kind of represent the visual that I want. And then I knew what I wanted to say. Even the first opening thing that's on Amazon right now, like you can read my first opening thing. It's almost identical to the post I wrote when I was basically about to spark it in myself. It's almost identical. Like I changed it a little, but that was it. It was that post. It's almost like these creations of yours have been living within you dormant for some time. And so it's almost like you're like, oh, I remember now. And it's there. It's just like waiting to come out of you. Yeah. And I think leveling up is real. Like things just keep getting better and more opportunities keep hitting me and I'm getting hit with inspiration more and more and I'm building more connections. And um, like I learned to listen to my body from my my first traumatic life experience that shook me and was this incredible catalyst for my growth. And my big thing was my body, my body, my body. I trust my body. And then now it's my body and the universe and trusting little signs and little serendipities and and then the more you trust them, the more you see them, the more there's just like the universe right now is being hilarious about I, I decided to take a leave from my job and I'm doing it to be more present with my family because I can't do all these things. Right. What I'm doing is putting all of these extremely strong, passionate feelings into like the cracks and crevices of my life, which means it gets between me and my kids. Yeah. And I hate that. And I want where my full energy goes. 
I want that to go into the things I'm really passionate about and then I'll be done. And then I can actually like be more present and I can do all the stuff with my kids that I want to do. I have always wanted to be a really present mom. And this stuff is so exciting, but it's not like it is getting in between. So it's kind of like something's got to give. And I'm so excited because literally every freaking day there's like a blasting lights from the universe like you're doing this great this is the right direction we're proud of you keep going (laughs) I'm so proud of you and so happy that you are stepping away from teaching as a former teacher myself who has stepped away and took the leap and just feeling that inspiration that there's something more not that what you're doing as a teacher isn't so meaningful and so important but when you know that your soul has something else to create and that you can only do it given the space to do it in. Just being able to listen to that and trust in yourself is such a beautiful thing. But I love too that you started this journey in becoming an illustrator and becoming an author while you were teaching, while you were in the throes of motherhood. I think that's something that stops so many people from pursuing their dreams and creating what they want to put out into the world is we're exhausted. We're overstimulated. We're spread in a million directions. And that can give us every excuse and every reason not to create the sacred space, not to pay attention to ourselves and get grounded, not to spend the countless hours, you know, pouring over your computer and manuscripts and all the things that you needed to do. But I think that also speaks to the intensity that we can feel when inspiration strikes and then the self-trust, right? The level of self-trust you have of recognizing that feeling and and giving it what it needs to begin to grow. And then you've just had this, been this beautiful journey and process of this slow unfolding and really feeling your heart's call and your next purpose in this next chapter or season of your life. And you're able to do what needs to be done in order to make it happen. I think that's so exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited, too, that I don't have a plan. Yeah, that's the way I roll, you know. I'm just like, I want space. I need space. And do you remember when we had our first conversation, you were like, I know if I quit, I'm going to be successful. Like, I know it in my bones. And I was like, I know it in my bones. And Mm -hmm. I did nothing about it for three years. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's funny. Like, you said that. And then now I'm finally catching up. I remember that. And I would not say that you did nothing for three years. That's true. Thank you. Right? You're doing the indirect preparation. (laughs) What needs to be done? The healing in your soul and your spirit that needs to happen the security financially. There's all of these steps that we have to take outside of our comfort zone until we have really created conditions where we're going to thrive and be fully ready. And so you didn't, you weren't doing the thing. You were prepared, laying the groundwork. Also wrote another book. Yeah. (laughs) I just wrote another book in the meantime. (laughs) No biggie. With the three kids, but the full-time job, you know. It was so much. But I like I wasn't doing it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've kind of recognized this past year was like, OK, and I don't regret a nanosecond. And it's all just unfolding exactly as it's supposed to. I have another question for you. Any advice that you would have for anyone out there who has felt inspiration 
tapping them on the shoulder, but maybe has not listened, has not surrendered to that magic that's seeking to find them. Would you have any advice or anything you'd like to share with someone in that position? It's so funny because because I wrote a book and got published and all this stuff, people come up to me constantly and they're like, I have an idea for a book. I've been wanting to do this children's book or I've been wanting to do this or I have this. And I'm like, do it. <laughs> no, my, my advice is, yeah, jump, do it. What's the worst that could happen? I was so bothered by my first book's idea. Like it was just like this thing rattling around in my brain. Like, oh my gosh, this would be so wonderful for women. Oh my gosh, every woman needs this. And, um, or every new mom needs this. And it was driving me bonkers. And it was just this like little idea that wouldn't. And there was Lizzo, uh, boss up and change your life. You can have it all, no sacrifice. It kept coming on my radio. And every time I heard it, I was like, I know, Lizzo. I know. I am thinking about it. <laughs> and I just started on Pinterest, like publishers, people that will. And I started talking about it. That's another thing. Tell people. Yeah. So start just putting a little energy towards what you want. Like, you know, what is that? Energy goes where your tension is. If you start telling people like I've just started telling people like yeah I'm quitting my job and we'll see what happens dude every time I say that to a person I'm like inundated with like help and a connection and like a oh really that's amazing because I'm da -da -da -da. and like it's crazy right now yeah share talk about it talk about what is exciting you share your idea with people and then try to do tiny little things towards it like my tiny little thing was I was pregnant and I couldn't sleep at night so I started researching publishers publishers that accepted submissions without having an agent and then I started refining that search and then I was like in little moments this is what I would say if I were to pitch it and then it all kind of came together and the universe was like yes like 30 minutes after I sent it to the publisher they were like oh my god we love this idea when can you meet and they had said we don't respond to like 99% of the submissions. You're not going to hear back from us. Don't worry about it. You're not going to hear back from us. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Literally. And um, and yeah, uh, and 30 minutes later, they were like, oh, oh yep, that's you got a good idea. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it was crazy. That's such good advice, too, that I hope anyone listening will decide to follow. So the last question I have for you is a question I ask everyone at the end of the podcast, and that is, what is a little scrap of magic in your life right now? There's so many scraps of magic in my life right now. I think the first thing I was called to say was my little sacred space. I think that there's a lot of magic happening in this place. And it just feels really grounding. <laughs> so there's a lot of magic, but I think that that's the first thing I'm called to share is this having a place to go and kind of meditate and look myself in the eye and say mantras and, you know, tell myself eye to eye that I believe in myself and I believe in my dreams and I believe I can create the life of my dreams. I'm already living the life of my dreams, but like even better. 
Love it. A room of one's own. <laughs> yeah. A little space, just a, yeah. a sacred space. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Liz. If anyone would like to buy your books, read more about you, connect with you, and have an actual little convo with you, where can they do that? Uh, so probably the one I'm most active on is Instagram, Liz Swenson BFF. And then the same thing on TikTok, Liz Swenson BFF. I have a website, LizSwenson.org, that um, I probably neglect and I need to take more care of. But mostly come to Instagram, DM me, say hello. Magical things are happening over there. <laughs> and my books, my books are sold everywhere. I'm so excited that this next one's going to be in Target. I don't know why that is so weird to me, but that's like, um, fangirl, like, I'm going to be at Target. Yeah. So um, you can pre-order at Target, Walmart, Amazon, Thrift Books. It's everywhere. Raising Tiny Humans. And then You Got This Mama is always like the best baby shower gift ever because it's just a big, giant love hug for a brand new mom. And I have had just nothing but like bonkers reaction to it. it everyone is just like, it feels like a hug. <laughs> oh, it does. It truly, truly does. Well, Liz, it was so wonderful having this conversation today. Thank you for spending the time on your beloved, coveted teacher's Thanksgiving break. I know. <laughs> I know how that goes. <laughs> and um, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Sending you all the love as you keep searching for the little scraps of magic in your life. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. It's such an honor to be invited into your space. If you love today's show, subscribe and leave a review so you don't miss a thing. And if you're looking for more in-depth support in your life, if you're seeking to be held and inspired for your growth, I do offer one-on-one -on -one EFT or tapping sessions, spiritual life coaching, and other group programs. I always am talking about these on my Instagram, which is Steph, S-T-E-P-H dot Traska, T-R-Z-A-S-K-A, and also on my website, littlescrapsofmagic.com. So please wander over to either of those platforms and see how I can support you more deeply. Until next time, keep looking for those little scraps of magic. Thank you.